going to grow up fast and like I and, and also the the other added element I had so much more respect for all the parents that I'd served you know that I that I served because I'm like man a lot of these parents that I know and these awesome men and women of God that I know like they raise three or four or five of these things and I'm struggling to just three days in have one you know yeah and, and so that was definitely the probably the two biggest ways it changed pretty quickly mm. Mm. so could you can you kind of talk about your transition into this position like mm-hmm. how did that happen and yeah. how did you differentiate that it was like the right thing to do totally yeah so um i was teaching at a local middle school um, this last spring and loving it. I had a great team and a great admin and really felt at peace with, um, where I was at. Honestly, there was a couple things that I would like that I was wanting to kind of to change. I was teaching science and I felt more equipped to teach math and I wasn't coaching, but I wanted to at the time. Mm. And so just through like just boldness and faith, I, I asked for those things, um, only after being there a short time and they were like, yeah, we'll give it to you, you know? Wow. And I was really shocked and really surprised, you know, starting in the fall. And so I was really, really excited going into the fall. And then April rolled around and the former director, um, she had just had their fourth child and just, and, and we had been close, uh, her and her husband, um, did my wife and I's, um, we call it rock on. Um, it's like premarital counseling. And so, and, and I'd been a, a kingdom kids volunteer. My wife and I had for like four years before that. So we knew them really, really well. Um, and so they invited us over one night and she just was like, Garrett, I'm, I'm ready to be a full-time mom. And I want you, you know, we were been praying about who's going to take this role. And for the longest time now, we feel like the Lord has, has put you, um, to lead this children's mm. ministry. And I was like, shocked i just kept repeating to her i was like you want me to be a pastor a children's pastor at our church and she was like yes you know i just kept asking that question and 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 so i just had to really really reflect on it because um it was hard it was a really hard decision Mm -hmm. because i had been going to school to be a public educator and and that's the family that i come from and i was going to coach and i was so excited to finally get into coaching and um oh and so I was just like super duper pumped and I was like, Lord, you know, like, you know, I just was like, what do you want me to do with this? You know, because part of me was like, I felt like I was giving up on public education, mm. you know, um, because a lot of teachers do, um, it's not a dig at any of them. Public education is hard, you know, and, <laughs> I imagine. and, and, and the, the majority of teachers don't last five years, which is sad. Um, and our, the children in public education need that. Um, and I was wanting to be that for them, a dedicated male, um, that loved Jesus and loved them. I was, I was so blessed to be that for them. And so I felt in a degree that if I took this job, I was giving up mm. on them. Cause it's, you're an endangered species in public education. Oh, for <laughs> sure. For sure. Um, male for sure. Um, man of God for right, sure. Right, you know, right. unashamedly pursuing Jesus and then, uh, you know, coach kind of, can, can we talk about that a little bit before sure. we get back into yeah. transition into the, the pastor, which is amazing. And it's interesting. How did you handle like talking about your faith mm. and Jesus and, and God and, and yeah. the gospel in your school? Cause I imagine it must've been this, this internal battle, you know, Absolutely. like legally versus, you know, kingdom mindset. Like you want the kingdom to grow, you know, like if certain kids you see are struggling with things in their home environment, you're like, okay, this can, 
you yeah. know, assist them and yeah you know. it's it's tough um there's a there's a, a a man that i know he actually goes to our church and he's a um he's been a teacher a lot longer than i, I think uh, more than 10 years and um he's incredible um he actually had a student teacher this last year that loved jesus and him the the two of them basically kind of like one would teach the actual academic lesson and then the other one would be like hey i'm actually going to lead a dbs a bible study back in the back of the classroom if you don't feel like learning the academic stuff what? and they did that and and, really? and so i like hear and and talk to them and i'm like okay you know like how do you do that you know um and so going into my own teaching career it was it was tough because i knew that that's a risk to do um especially as a really really early on teacher there's certain things that you just don't do versus somebody who's been teaching 10 plus years you know? we have quite a few stories here at antioch of teachers mm-hmm eventually going into full-time ministry because of yeah <laughs> yeah i mean yeah for sure um so i mean there's you know when you if you're a really good public educator there's not a lot that it, you know there's not a lot that you can do if you've been doing it long enough there's not a lot that you can do that can really really get you fired mm. you know because it's so far and few between you know they 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 need you, you know, but I wasn't at that point yet in my own career, but I still at the same time still wanted to have that kingdom mindset and say, okay, how can I practically do this? How can I practically love and show the love of Jesus to these children without doing something that's illegal? You know, I wanted to be obedient and obey the laws of the land. That's what the Bible teaches us to do. Um, you know, and, and so it's a hard line to, to, to walk, but you know, it's what I felt like what God was inviting me to do. And every time I asked him, I said, Lord, how do I, how do I put you in this room? He's, he said, mm. pray, do it in, do it in the, in the secret place. Do it. Um, when nobody's looking, pray fervently for your children, pray fervently for your room, for your classroom, pray for your seats, literally pray for everything. Um, and also just, just share my love with them. Mm. You know, um, there's definitely a need and a place to explicitly share the gospel and share scripture share the hope that is jesus but um you know there is situations where we can't do that um where it's maybe not as beneficial to do that when we should just share the love of jesus and show the fruits of the spirit you know and show forgiveness and patience and peace and love Mm -hmm. above all else and so that's mainly what i did um especially with the young boys in my classroom and trying to to teach them um, the practical things of, okay, you know, yeah, I get that, that kid punched you in the face. I get that. Um, but did you punch him back? You know? And it was like, yeah, yeah. yeah I did. Yeah, I did, man. Uh, you know, I did Mr. Cole. And I'm like, okay. You know, wh- why, what was your choice in that? What was your part in that? You know, teaching some of those things. And with our, mm. with our girls, with the girls that I taught, the young girls I taught of like, Hey, you, you like, you're valued. You don't have to take that crap from that little boy. You know, mm. I give you permission to, to if you need to slap him in the face or tell him off, do it because he does not need to talk to you like that. Whoa, you know, I, <laughs> yeah. I and I, I won't I won't put you in trouble for that. Mm. You know, um, you know things like that and teach yeah. them how to work together. You know, teach them. You know, because the kingdom of God on earth, heaven on earth, looks like people working really well together and mm. loving on each other and all for, different types of people. Totally, you know, and so that's what I tried to do. Um, and there was a, a several points where i knew that in in the lord really initiated it was like okay Garrett, this is the point where you're gonna really really explicitly 
talk about me and mention mm. me, you know, and, and in those moments I did, and I was obedient and, um, I had to trust. Um, it was honestly when I was leaving and I knew that I was transitioning out and wasn't going to be teaching next year. And you um, kind of opened up a little bit. Yeah. I opened up and I was like, guys, this is what it is. This is, this is, this is me. This is who I am. And this is why, you know? And, and so I had to rest in that and say, you know, uh, hopefully I get to see the fruit of that in heaven. I'm trying to trust that I will. Sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically kind of what it was like. Yo, that's awesome. So I want to finish off your transition into becoming the, mm-hmm. uh, children's pastor here at Antioch. Yep. And then I want to venture into, do you feel like we value kids ministry enough in the kingdom of God as a whole, in the whole body of yeah. Christ, every church everywhere? Yeah, totally. So, um, so yeah, when, when the, the pew checks kind of put it on Haley and I's lap, we prayed about it really, really hard. And, um, I said, I said, Lord, you know, if, if this is where you want me, if this is truly where you want me, I'm going to do it. But if you don't, I need you to tell me no. Mm. You know, it was kind of one of those moments that I didn't ask for a sign of a confirmation. <laughs> I asked for a very clear sign of this is not what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I had really hard conversations with, with school admin, with principals and vice principals, that people that were really counting on me and um, and had to have those hard conversations, but they blessed me to do it. You know, I had my um, former assistant principal, was he, he prayed for me and was like, dude, this is awesome. I, I, I totally bless you to do this. This is, I feel like, what wow. you're supposed to do. And so I came on in July um, and had about three weeks of training with – uh, the former director before she kind of stepped off immediate, you know, she's amazing, by the she's, way. <laughs> she's incredible. She led faithfully, faithfully, steadfastly led our children's ministry for six years. Wow. Um, and didn't get paid for like the first two of them, you yes. know, and, and totally was a pioneer in the children's ministry of our young church. We're only 10 years old. And so she has basically been there since the beginning and pioneered. And and so when I came on and I told in my applications and my interviews, I said, I'm not trying to strip away um, everything that's done. I'm trying to build upon, you know, that's what I've, I've, a very clear thing from the Lord was like, you're going to build upon this, you know? And so I felt like I've done that. I've tried to be obedient to that. Um, so, I mean, in, you know, like I said, I came on in July and it's December now. It doesn't feel like it. It's like 65 degrees out here, December 18th. <laughs> Feels great. I love it. Um, so, yeah, I mean. Get a little sunlight out here. Sunlight. And I've been, you know, so I've been doing this, um, you know, almost half a year now. Okay. And um, there's definitely been moments where I'm like, man, I don't feel valued. mm I don't feel like I have a voice. I don't feel like my opinion matters. But then there's been other moments where I've had to fight for it. And I've been clear. And I say, guys, I need to be heard in this situation. And the people around me are like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, we, we, we do value you. We do care about you. Um, and so I don't think it's anybody's intentionally trying to, like, squeeze the children's ministry out of there. Um, you know, and, and I can't speak a whole lot to the big C church as a whole because everybody's different. Um, there's going to be, you know, our dynamic in our body is so different than a lot of other people's. Um, so, so in your opinion, yeah, do you believe it should be more valued? Like, do you think that we need to, maybe not more valued, Mm -hmm. but like more intentionality, maybe even more funding towards it, whatever you may. No, I mean, so 
I know that we're going to get there. Mm. I have faith that we're going to get there. I'm trusting in the Lord right now that this is a season that our church has other foundational things to worry about. Um, and I know that because I look at Antioch Waco, um, who've been a church for 30 years, and I look at the state of their children's ministry and I say, okay, we're going to get here. Mm. You know, it's not perfect, but I know that they, like, I know that they're doing everything they can. They're they're maximizing their potential, essentially. I don't feel like we're we're quite there, but I feel like we're doing about everything we can. Um, you know, and so children with what with the with the hand that we're dealt right now, I feel like we're doing the the best thing we can for children. You know, yeah. for for our kids particularly. You know, um because sure. they like the kingdom of God treasures children. They, it treasures children. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's churches out there that don't view it that way. And I'm so grateful that our leadership does our pastoral team and our elder team. They do. They mm-hmm. know like children are so, so special in the eyes of the Lord. And, um, you know, it's, and so like, if we don't do our job now with our children's ministry, we're going to regret it 20 years down the line. You know, yeah. we're going to regret it 20 years down the line. Um, there's there's a tendency to sometimes think because we have these rock star parents and these rock star families that um, like the kids are good like yeah. we don't have to <laughs> we don't have to do too much with them when we have them mm. but my stance is like you know what I've got these kids for two hours hour and a half at least once a week you know and so I'm not gonna say what their parents are doing I'm not gonna say whether they're what they're not doing all I'm gonna worry about is what the Lord is asking us to do as a ministry and say okay we're gonna unashamedly call them you know um, to something higher we're gonna we're gonna speak identity into them and, mm. and and help them to know and help them to realize like they are seen they are known they are cherished in the kingdom of God and they have a role to play in the kingdom of God you mm. know right now yeah that they don't have to wait. 10 years they don't have to wait five years they they have a role to play in the kingdom of god right now mm. um you know and, and so that's what we're trying to teach them we're trying to teach them like you can study the word right now at four years old you know you can have that time with lord it doesn't have to be this big drawn out thing but you can intentionally get in the word and say god what are you trying to teach me today if we when we when we say kids aren't old enough to do this that and the other in the kingdom of God we're putting God in a box mm. and and that's something I don't want to do and so anytime the, the I hear a limitation in the back of my mind of like oh we can't do this because of this because of children or whatever I say okay am I putting God in a box <laughs> and and most of the time if I'm putting a limitation on something I put God in a box mm. and so I have to strip that away and say okay Lord you, you literally can do whatever it is you want to do you have that power yeah um well, and just touching on the personal testimonies of what Kingdom Kids mm-hmm. has done in general, especially for me, mm-hmm. it was a major step in obedience to God. He was like, you need to get, I wasn't even, I was, I was going to this church for like, I don't know, two years, mm. hadn't served at all. Mm. And he kept pushing me towards Kingdom Kids. I'm like, nah, <laughs> like that sounds, that sounds hard. That sounds tough. And it, yeah. and it is. And that's mm-hmm. what I think makes it so good is because um, when you first start, you're like, what the heck is going on? Totally. <laughs> totally. But, but as you get around the kids more and more, they get to know you. And especially with me being in pre-K kinder, mm-hmm. they're so precious. They're yeah. just, 
they're so full of life and so full of what God just ideally wants out of people. Yeah. And it just humbles you. It's like, okay, I have to be blameless mm-hmm. when I walk into these. I got to, you know, really get in the presence of God before I get yeah. around these kids so I can just lead them spiritually in the right direction. Because they'll know, you know, mm-hmm. even if you're not saying anything wrong, yeah. even if you're, you if know, something's doing, off, they're going to catch on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I love is that there's been just as many testimonies um, from the children in our children's ministry as there has been with, with what God has done in our volunteers. Mm. You're, you know, just like you. Um, I love that God is moving not only in our children, but also in the volunteers that serve them, you mm. know, which is so cool. Um, most of our volunteers, when they when they step into a classroom for the first time, I can train and equip them as much as I can. As I can try as much as I can, but they're like, I have never experienced anything like that before why would you take two-year-olds and have a written out lesson for them they're two (laughs) and i'm like well because they're cherished and and we believe that they can be sharpened and molded into the image of jesus now Mm. we're not going to sit around and wait you know and it, it gets people fired up they're like man we're not just like hurting cats you know, that's not what our children's ministry yeah. is about. And I feel like that's a lot of people's experience. It's not just daycare no. during the service. Oh, no. That is, <laughs> like, that's that is like, when I hear daycare <laughs> in this church, I, like, I like cringe. And I'm like, no, no, we're not doing that. We're not a daycare service, yeah. you know. And I refuse to do that because that's putting God in a box, you know, and I'm not about that. Mm. Um, so, I mean, just, like, one really, really cool testimony um, from earlier maybe last month we had a baptism Sunday, um, a church-wide baptism Sunday. We do it once a semester. And it's a time where anybody who wants to get baptized, um, whether it's like a re-baptism, rededication to the Lord, or a first-time like public profession of faith, um, everybody you know is invited. And it's this huge celebration. It's not like this, like, we're baptizing one person. We're moving on with our normal Sunday service. Like yeah. our whole Sunday morning is it's dedicated to, the, to baptisms. And it was, it was so cool because there's a girl um, who's in our elementary you know, class. And um, she got up and literally unashamedly told her testimony of how she came to know Jesus. And what she, not, not just the moment of what she's done when she, when she came to know Jesus, but like what she has continued to do mm-hmm. in her pursuit of Jesus. And like evangelizing to her classroom, basically. And, and encouraging Um, and praying for a teacher that she had in school, you know? And so she told this and we were all fired up. She got dunked. She got baptized. She was so excited. And then everybody who gets, gets, uh, gets baptized, they go back to a separate room and our discipleship school students like pray and prophesy over them immediately after. And so she went and received that. And before her hair was like, her hair was still drenched, dripping. She had just changed she came back to the front row where all of our elementary kids were sitting literally right next to me and right next to our, our trough. Um, and she immediately was like just praying over the people that were getting baptized, you know? And so it was so cool to see this little girl who had been incredibly transformed by the power of God. Like not just like, just like rest in the moment of like, Oh my gosh, I got baptized. Jesus loves me. It was like, Oh my gosh, I got baptized. Jesus loves me. Now I got to go do something about it. Now Mm. I'm like, I'm compelled through like the love that I know that God has for me. I'm compelled to go hand it out to as many people as I can. Yeah. Not only that, she was actively like seeking the Lord for guidance. Like, God, how do I share it? Like she didn't know how to do it, but you know, even us, like we like to think of ourselves as like 
bigger than these kids because we are physically bigger, yeah. but smarter and more capable of yeah. channeling what God wants to do. And all totally. we really are are the hose to the to the water. Yeah. And if we're disconnected, we're just a hose with no use. Right. You know, and so like she is just as capable of receiving that output from the Holy Spirit as we are. Totally. And it's really cool to see that. Yeah. I mean, children have a tendency to kind of burst our little bubble of what we think what we can do. Mm. You know, they they do. Because, like, because, <laughs> so I mean, to, to your hose analogy, life has a tendency to put... To, to send things down our hose. Like well, there's been moments that we mm. all disconnect from the faucet and then the enemy comes in and throws things down, down the hose, down the pipe that, that creates blockages. And so when we do end up connecting back to the hose and, and allowing the Lord to run the water, things don't come through the same. Mm. And so that's what, that, that's just what happens in life. You know, some people have different experiences, but that's it, what happens in life. And so when, when there's a child, they haven't disconnected the hose nearly as much as we have. And the enemy hasn't had the opportunity to, to throw things down the pipe nearly as much mm. as, as he has with us. And so it, the water flows through so much just smoother and better and, and more powerfully it, it can with children. You know, yeah. if, you, if, you, if you catch my drift, yeah. you know, if, you, if you're picking up what I'm putting down, yeah. you know. Um, and so that's why we, we receive these so many testimonies of children that just like go up to somebody in the grocery store and they're compelled by the love of God. It's, it's so clear Mm. to them. They're like, Hey, Jesus loves you, Mm. you know, and they don't overthink it like adults do. (laughs) They don't think about the ramifications and, and like, what is this person going to think about me? And Oh, this person, this, they could be an atheist or they could be agnostic. They could be Buddhist. Mm. They could be whatever. Children don't, they don't like have that lens. And so, the gospel and the power and the love of Jesus just gets to like shine forth so much more beautifully. So what should we take from that to mm. apply to our own lives? Cause it says you must be like a child to mm. enter into the kingdom of God. And it's yeah. like, what does that actually mean? Is that in nature? Is that in, you know, application? Like, yeah. Like, are we just supposed to have a heart like them that just sees people like, cause I, I think may- very much maybe what it is, is they're seeing people with the eyes of God. Mm-hmm. Like oh, for yeah, the totally. creation they are, and we put our own lens. It's like, oh, that's that's Garrett, this, this, and this, mm-hmm. and that's who he is. Because I'm gonna put him in a box. Yeah, it's like almost like you said, if we try to put really anybody in a box, we're putting God in a box because yeah. He made you. Yeah, and like you're not responsible for making yourself. Right, like you are a creation, and so you cannot take receive the glory for being a good or better creation than someone else yeah. because you were just made. Yeah. And so do you think that's what it is? They're just yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a hard thing because like a lot of people read that scripture and they read that, that, that call from Jesus and they're like, all right, well, I guess I get to, I get permission from God to act like a child. <laughs> so I don't, I don't have to pay my bills and I don't mm. have to, you know, I can be jealous and you know, all that stuff. Yeah. But you know, and, and people immaturely take that. Um, but I think when, when we truly look at how Jesus views children, it's, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. You know, life, like I said with the hose, life has a tendency to put more facade and more callous over our eyes than does a child. And so 
yeah, they see them truly with their beautiful eyes, the eyes that the Lord gave them. And, mm. and that's how they see the world. That's how they see people. Um, and, you know, that's why kids have beautiful imaginations. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like they just have that beautiful freedom to, to, to think like that. And so when it comes to us, as we do have to grow up, um, in age and in maturity and God asks us to, to go from milk to meat, like, you know, so how do we do that? I think it's a, it's a practical self-assessment and, and invitation of God into our hearts and, you know, daily, you know, regularly mm. saying, God, like, help, give me the eyes of a child today. Give me the heart of a child today. Give me the mind of a child today so that I can, unashamedly see the world as you see because i know that a child sees the world as you see it more mm. than i do mm. and you know and and it god calls us to do things when when we truly pray that prayer regularly the lord isn't going to like do this like in our minds and in our hearts yeah. you know he's not going to do he's going to give us opportunities to follow up on that you mm. know and so he's going to you know listen get quiet and listen lord how can I see with your eyes today? How can I see, how can I be like more childlike? How can my faith be more childlike today? And he'll give you things to start praying for. He'll give you crazy things to start praying for um, mm. that you're like, why would I pray for that? You know, but it's like a child would have in incredible amounts of faith for that, you know, in the blink of an eye. Um, he's going to say, hey, just go and give somebody random a hug today. You know, give an old person a hug, you know, like I, I can totally see a child just like going up to somebody and just saying, hey, I just wanted to give you a hug today. You know, God's going to give you opportunities to do that. And then when we follow through on that and when we are obedient on that, obedient to that, then the Lord, then he strips away the lens. That's what I found is that after the act in obedience and faith, then he strips away the lens and it's like, whoa. That's how the Lord sees them. Mm. And then from that place, it's like, man, I got to keep doing this. Like this is, this is freeing to me. This is restful to me. This is peaceful to me. You know, um, one of my favorite, uh, verses, um, in the Bible, it's my, one of my favorite chapters is first John four. It's God talking about love, um, and talking about what is love and how he is love and how perfect love casts out fear, you know? Um, and so, First John four uh, eighteen. Sorry, I got on. I've got it on my arm. I've got eighteen and nineteen. Oh, nice. um, sorry, it's my my cheat sheet. Um, but eighteen says, um, you know, perfect love casts out fear. Mm. You know, um, and you know, so children like they have an incredible peace to them. They have an incredible like peace and not a lot of fear they jump off of trees you know they jump off of limbs um in complete faith that they're going to be okay when they hit the ground mm. you know yeah. and and an adult would look at that and be like you're you're seriously going to break your leg if you do that but they don't they don't see it that way you mm. know so there's a peace and there's a love and there's a joy to them um and you and know a discovery it, yeah they, they want to like really discover what's around them they want to discover you know what God has made mm -hmm. and they really see it that way. They're like, yeah. wow, what, oh, what is this? Like? Yeah. I mean, the children are the experts on asking questions. Mm. They're incredibly <laughs> good question asking. Why? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> why? Why? Oh, why is it that way? I mean, there's an Amazon yeah. commercial out right now. So a, a several of like, 
just children literally asking how did why did how did they make shoes that way and how did this happen that way you know um because they have that pioneering spirit they have that curiosity and and so when we when we take those steps of faith in the lord like strips away those lenses um that facade and the callous then it's like oh okay well my love for my brothers and sisters should be without fear I'm meant to have this incredible rest, not only in my salvation, but in what happens today and what happens tomorrow. You know, this is, and then you, you know, you discover mm-hmm. what Jesus is talking about in Matthew 6, about uh, not worrying about what you're going to eat and what you're going to wear and what mm-hmm. you're going to do. Like, it's like, oh, okay. Like, God's so good. Yeah. And so I'm not going to worry about that. That's, I, that's a child. You know, you that's, know, that's probably part of the reason why our, when we look back at our childhood, our, 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 our childhood friendships where we can still call them up today and, and be like, Hey man, like remember this, remember that mm-hmm. it's because with fullness of love, it, there's no fear, which allows for a Avenue to mm-hmm. con- for deeper connection. Cause you're like able to show who you really are in every moment. There's no like worry, like, oh, are they going to accept me? Yeah. It's just this pureness of relationship that mm-hmm. you get. Yeah. And if you see, I mean, if you look at children and, how they, how, exactly, how they interact with each other, it's free and it's mm. full. Um, the world comes in and, and screws it all up. The enemy comes in and screws it all up. Our broken world comes in and screws it all up. And and unfortunately, it's happening at a younger and younger age, you know. Um, but, mm. you know, through, you know, that's what I love what I do. Because I get to break those boxes. I get to restore. For the most part, our kids still have that innocence and they still have that fullness of joy. They still have that that avenue to connect and the world hasn't tainted it yet. But there are the occasional children that we do have and that a lot of times I taught when I was, in, when I was a teacher that it's been so like distorted. And so I love when I get to come in and, and, and help the Lord and get to partner with the Lord of, of like trying to, to restore that innocence and mm. strip away that callous and, and, um, cause it's incredible. Yeah. Um, especially when a child gets to have that restoration with the father. Mm. Yeah. And you see someone like Wes come into kingdom kids and, and they just, th- he has this, you know, he is a father mm-hmm. and he's this big manly presence and they're just the best they've mm-hmm. ever been just cause this fatherly presence is in there. And I think that's part of what's cool. If like someone, if one of these kids doesn't have that influence in their life, like they can at least receive part of what God wants them to receive from that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, that's what's cool. And that's what I love about the father is that it doesn't have to revolve around one man. Mm. You know, Wes is good and awesome. And he's, he's an incredible man of God because he invites the father into everything that he does. And he puts the father above himself and he acknowledges that even to his own children. It's like, guys, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not where the buck stops, you know, the Lord is, and the Lord's never going to lose, you know? Mm. And so when we have children like that, that don't have dad at home, you know, um, I will come in, you know, whoever needs to come in and be like, Hey, listen, I'm here for you. I love you, but it's not me. It's Mm. the father. Like I only am loving you because I know like God loves you. You know, yeah. and and when we put God back in His rightful place to those children, that restoration happens so much more permanently and cleanly. Mm-hmm. You know, because so often, you know, every every child has trauma. You know, it's because we live in a broken world, and so um, when things are, you know, um, when somebody comes in to try to fix that, and they put it in an earthly pers- perspective of like, "Hey, I'm going to fix this for you. 
you come to me, mm. those people fail too. Right. Those people <laughs> fail too, and they make mistakes too. And then a child is broken and hurt again, mm. you know? But when we rightfully put the father in his rightful place, he never loses and he's never going to fail. And so we teach kids like, hey, you can hmm. rely on a, on a peer. You can rely on a mentor. But above all else, go to the father when you're hurt. Mm. You know, go to the father when you're hurt or when you're scared. Go to the word. Go to prayer. Go to community where the father mm. is, you know, because that's he's, where that comfort is. Yeah. That's where that healing is. Exactly. That's where that <laughs> permanent life giving complete restoration is, mm. you know. Yeah. Dude, well, Garrett, thanks for doing this. And I, I, you know, you and your wife have been amazing so far. I've seen how she just came in and she's been so kind to me, especially in certain situations in mm -hmm. Kingdom Kids. And she's just like supportive. She's like, you got this today, Bailey. Um, so it's amazing to see you guys come in here and just serve well. And dude, I thank you for that. I thank you for being a influence in my life, you know, being able to come in and just, you know, trusting in me, similar to how you're like, okay, the parents need to, they just see you. They're like, who's this young guy? Like coming in here. It's like, I feel the same way yeah, <laughs> coming yeah. as a volunteer. I'm like, okay, I'm a scrappy young man trying <laughs> to you know, yeah. be with kids. But I have like a heart for kids yeah. and I always have, and I've always been able to connect with them and just understand them and I love that. I think that's a gift that, that God gave me. So yeah, sure. I'm excited to see how the the kids' ministry grows and how things change now that you're a dad. Yeah. Is that weird to say? Say, no, I, say I'm a dad. I, I am a father. I'm a dad. <laughs> and I love my son nice. um, even when he keeps me up all hours. Yeah. So. Do you just look at him and you're like, what the heck? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously, I, I hold him and. Well, it's, it's a, the, probably my favorite moment so far is like after he sleeps and then I'm holding him and his eyes just like open big and wide Aww. and they immediately lock with mine. Aww. Those are cool moments. Wow. Yeah. All right, Garrett. Thanks, Appreciate bro. it, brother.